morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Scott Stedman Podcast. Thank you uh, so much for joining me this morning. Uh, for those of you who have been um, longtime listeners of the show, you may remember back in 2021, fall of 2021, we did a series called the Deconstruction Series, where we've interviewed 13 individuals uh, who talked about their deconstruction journey, kind of the how they started in their faith, kind of where they started to really question or deconstruct their faith, and kind of where they're at now. So today, I am here with three individuals uh, from the show. Um, this is day two of recording, and I will just be editing all this in, hopefully, or it'll just be a two-parter. I'm not sure how this will go, but um, joining me on this uh, day of recording is John Mark. Hello. I have Lindsey Gray. Good morning. And Mandy Hamilton. Hi. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining me. And I just have to say right before I start asking you all these, drilling you with all these questions, I just have to say how um, honored I was for you guys to uh, come and share your journey and share your story uh, back in the fall. Um, I felt like any time when I've done podcasting or I've interviewed people, it's been pretty cut and dry. And I just felt like I, I knew a little bit more about each and every one of you sharing your story. So it was, um, so it was very uh, powerful for me just um, to interview you. Um, so uh, kind of my first question, and again, you guys may, depend on how you react, but were you able to get an opportunity to be able to listen to some of the episodes, listen to other people's stories, and kind of what were your thoughts on the podcast in general? Uh, Lindsay, I'll go ahead and start with you. I did get a chance to listen and I found myself reflecting through other people's stories. So, you know, something would trigger a thought on an experience that I had that was similar that I hadn't even remembered or thought about until I heard someone else say, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I you know, felt the same thing or, um, you know, just a, a different type of experience. So it really kind of sent me back to middle school. Um, I went to, um, a, I don't know what kind of church this was now that I'm thinking about it, but <laughs> I remember this play for some reason, this, this popped into my head, this play that I went to, it was called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. And I remember feeling when I was there so obsessed with this thing like I'm going to hell if I do anything bad I if I do anything at all like I had to be so perfect otherwise I was going to be dragged off with this devil character on the stage if, if anyone has ever seen this play it's traumatic mm -hmm. so <laughs> and I got my parents to go to it and they're like Lindsay you know it's okay yeah, life is going to be okay. <laughs> I was just so obsessed with it at, at the time. And I don't know if it's just because I was young and I just, I don't know, it's so impressionable, right? Mm. And, um, but anyway, some of the other stories mm. kind of sent me back into that more, um, just uh, a, a different type of culture than, mm. than just a standard, I say a standard non-denominational church that's not really pushing mm. like, heaven or hell, heaven or hell all day long. Yeah. And so um, anyway, that was one thing that, that came up for me afterwards, just kind of reflecting on that and thinking like how that was really a, an interesting time in my life that I, I'm glad that I've moved on from. Yeah, you're good. John Mark, what about you? I've been a bad friend. I didn't, uh, I didn't watch any of it. I'm sorry. Please, please forgive me. I hope you still have me back. 
That's <laughs> okay, John Mark. It's fine. You're not. The, hey, you're not the only one who's forgotten oh. to listen to the episode. Okay. And what about you, Mandy? <laughs> um, I, I started to listen to a few of them, but I think, I think for me, this whole process has been pretty, um, kind of intense, and I, not avoided it, but kind of avoided it. Um, so I didn't fully listen to any of them, but I have, I don't know, just like talking about it with you or in my phones listening to me, but I've suddenly come upon like deconstruction TikTok and mm-hmm. I have found myself, uh, facing a lot of people who are also like me. So that's been nice. Um, so I may go back and give them a listen, but I think after, I think recording it for me was really, um, I really wanted to do it, but I was really nervous about it and so I think after I did it I was like okay I did it and I'm done so I think it's yeah it's just still been a process for me um so I haven't listened to any of the other people in full yet but it's been it's been really good yeah and and you bring up and you bring up a good point Mandy about you know the whole for some people it was very intense and actually it was um probably last month I was up in or actually yeah, today's March. I'm, I'm trying to, I don't remember what month it is. I do apologize. Yeah. But, you know, in February, I had to go up to Ohio for my doctorate learning. And I was able to reconnect with the guy I haven't talked to in like 15 years. And he was a pastor's kid. And he was asking me, he said, Oh, have you ever, have you seen the righteous gemstones on HBO max? And I said, I've heard of it. I haven't, I haven't really like gotten into it yet. And he said, you know, even though it's a comedy thing, it's supposed to be spoofing mega churches and televangelists and everything else. He says, there's some moments in there that gives me like trauma in some ways where he's just like, Oh, like it just connects. It hits something with them. Um, even mm-hmm. though it's supposed to be a big comedy and spoof, but you're just like, but there's certain points where it's like, Ooh, this is, this is hitting a little too close to home. This is real. And yeah. I think for a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. I think when people shared their stories, like even like, you know, for you, it's like, I, I don't know, like it was, it was just hard enough for me to just even tell my story yeah. <laughs> where yeah. Lindsay, it's like, I'm hearing people's stories. I go, Oh, this is recalling other moments in my life that like, oh, I totally forgot about this. But yeah, I had a similar experience. So I think yeah. that's kind of cool. But then you, Mandy, you mentioned the whole, um, you know, TikTok universe, because I think, you know, since this podcast has aired, and even kind of during it, you know, I found myself finding that kind of that subculture within social media. Um, and social media, just like of people doing deconstruction and talking, sharing their stories. And some of them are hilarious and some of them are tragic. And, and even now, like I've seen just recently discovery plus has put out the Hillsong exposed documentary, which mm-hmm. is looking at some of that stuff. And uh, I just got a three month free trial from some random place. I'm like, Ooh, I might activate it to watch this thing, <laughs> but it's, but it, it's stuff like that where you're seeing such a big movement to this. And while this has kind of become a more organic and more and more people are coming out and sharing their stories, we've seen, at least for me, I've seen, um, on one hand, I've seen people embrace it and say, it's a, it's a time of growth you know, uh, really try to deconstruct all the things you've been told and kind of go, okay, what is it that I truly believe um, about the world or what I what do I truly believe about the Bible and about Christianity? You know, what is some stuff that's really strong and cemented go, you know, my faith is going to be based on these things and all this other stuff I was taught is just going to kind of go by the wayside because it's not 
when I read the scriptures, it's not biblical. It's not scriptural. Um, and then I've seen other people say that, like um, most famously, John Cooper from Skillet basically saying that it is a demonic spirit and that we need to kill it, this uh, deconstruction movement, which I'm like, uh, I think you've kind of missed the point of what it is. So there's so there's almost a lot. And even just um, talking with other people, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's kind of mixed. And some people still don't really understand, like, well, what is this thing? Like, is it good? Is it bad? And and I think that's kind of been interesting. So, you know, from what have you guys been witnessing as far as since the podcast has been aired? Like, where is this? Like, where are you? Where are you ha- still seeing these conversations happening? Are you are you seeing them? Are you kind of well, I did it, but I'm not hearing anything more about this whole movement. So, um, Mandy, we'll go ahead and start with you. Yeah. Um, I, that frustrates me so much what you said about, I didn't know that guy from Skillet said that. And people who have that mentality, I feel like I've, I've seen more of it, maybe just because I'm aware of it, but people who have the mentality of like killing off or turning away from, or casting away things like deconstruction, like asking questions, like changing your mind, um, saying that that's like not of God or that's not good or it's just like morally wrong like you've been raised to believe exactly what you should believe like don't question it don't doubt it that just it just frustrates me so much because we are we are people who have brains to think for ourselves like whether you believe God created you or not like we have brains that work for themselves and if you have questions as a person you should be allowed to be free to ask those questions. And if you believe in God, I don't think that the God that I think may be out there is one who is going to be upset with people's questions. I don't think, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I also feel like asking questions as a person and not being certain 100% of whatever, whatever you may believe all the time is okay. And I think that's where that's where I and I feel like a lot of people that I know and have seen as I've like kind of ventured into this whole deconstruction world is that the I think the biggest hurdle is getting over that fear of like, I'm I'm allowed to ask questions like they feel like so afraid to not like they're like, I don't think I can ask questions. I can't do that. I don't want to doubt. I don't want to be a sinner. I don't want to be a doubter. And I think that that is like the most damaging thing because it like instills this fear in you that I don't think should be there. And that's the thing as I've wandered into TikTok and as I've talked to other people, um, like there was this girl I met up with, we went to high school together and we were both like very Christian. Like we did the, the, the day at school where you put the tape over your mouth in like the pro-life thing. And like, we were those girls. And and she told me these stories about Mm. how she in the name of love would talk to kids at school who were struggling and she would just like dismiss everything and say, Oh, just like follow Jesus, just like love Jesus and your life will be perfect. And she's like, I feel so bad for doing that. Like, that's not what I really wanted to say, but that's what we were like raised to say. And so talking with people like her and, and just venturing out into the world, I just, I could talk about it forever because I get so frustrated with that. And like, as children, I feel like we're told to, to just believe and to just trust and to just walk blindly. And I think 
that yes, there can be an aspect of that in faith, but also we are humans with very complex brains and lives and situations. And if the church is going to do anything next, if they want to continue, if they want to grow and be healthy, I think there genuinely needs to be a safe place to ask the questions and to genuinely be uncertain. Um, Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I will, I will speak into that. Cause I mean, I think the idea of don't question anything straight up believe, I, I feel like almost that's contradictory to what I read in the Bible. Cause I mean, how many times, I mean, you can look at the book of Job and how he'd ask questions about why, right. and even his friends basically making statements and asking questions. Well, you must've did something wrong. And it's like, Job's like, no. And and even if you think about Jesus, and if you look at yeah. the Gospels, there's times where people would ask Jesus questions, and a lot of times Jesus would answer them, but most of the time Jesus would, again, they'd ask him a question, and then he asked them a question, mm-hmm. and it was almost like, uh, you know, they had to use this to really think about things, you know, or he'd tell a story, and he goes, okay, like, I mean, you look at the Good Samaritan, you know, the whole story is, what must I do to inherit inherit the kingdom. And Jesus says, well, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor. Well, then who's my neighbor? Jesus tells the story and he goes, okay, which one showed mercy or, or who, you know, basically who, who did the will of God and he goes, well, the one who showed mercy. Okay. Then go and do likewise. Like Jesus was activating this, like, Hey, you know, use, use this yeah. noggin. Um, yeah. yeah. So John Mark, your thoughts, what are, what have you been hearing or if anything on this deconstruction movement since we've finished recording the series and especially the interview we had with you um i don't i don't feel like i've heard too much about it i mean i've got a pretty i feel like i have a unique perspective since this began for me in like 96 (laughs) yeah you know that was when i really started getting into the scriptures and realizing how much doesn't line up with what i'm hearing on sunday morning Mm. and i feel like i do it with my family like every day you know, like when we're doing uh, family devotions and things, so many times, you know, we come across things that I'm like, well, here, here's how Christianity views this, but this is actually what the scripture's saying. And so mm. it's really with my family that we go over these things, you know, and just, just fo- focusing on the word and just keeping it simple, you know, um, I feel like that's what Jesus was doing. He was cutting through, you know, so much of the tradition and, you know, the Pharisaical class and just he brought it down to what uh, fishermen and farmers could understand, <laughs> you know, it, and, um, you know, he didn't have to go to seminary for any of that stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm getting my doctorate, John Mark. Shame, shame. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Church is dying by degrees. <laughs> I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> you kid. That's hilarious. Lindsay, what about you? Um, so I think that I have a little, I mean, my, my views are, are different because I'm very welcoming into a lot of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, it's just my choice to say, you know, I'm not going to go to a physical church. I mean, I'll go to a church, but, um, you know, I just, there's still this shame and guilt that's wrapped around 
church to me. And mm. I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, no, that makes sense. Get it, can't get mm-hmm. it into it, you know? And so, um, you know, just for instance, and, I, and I'll share this little thing, because I think, after, I, I guess since the podcast, I'm just aware of it. So if I see something that I'm like, oh, that just, it just reminds me, you know, of the discussion. So mm-hmm. I was downtown Phoenix at uh, just um, first Fridays, we, we have an art walk. And so there's always people out there, you know, pushing whatever agenda that they want to on any corner of the street that, you know, is doing their thing. So (laughs) there's this guy with this big sign and it, you know, it's Jesus saves and and all this. And he's just screaming at people with this microphone, telling them, you know, you don't come to the Lord right now. You, you are going to go to hell. And I'm like, man. That's just, that's so, um, like to me personally, I feel like, why are you just shaming this stranger that you don't even know? Like you don't even know this person walking and you're just shouting at them to like, come to Jesus. And it's like, oh my gosh, I just, I wonder what this is actually accomplishing. And, you know, and I guess Mm. just my, my personality is just a little bit more gentle. If you really want to share God and share the spirit, just, you know, just show a little bit more kindness and compassion and ask this person what's going on in their life. If you really want to know <laughs> and not just shame them. I mean, you don't even, this person might go to church every day or have their own personal relationship with God that has nothing to do with you. You know, it's just like, why would you think that you have all the answers? So anyway, that's just my, my mm-hmm. thing. It's just like, why, why is this person just shouting at these strangers and just this, Assuming that everyone at this art festival is, is going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy thought, thoughts to me. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating because, you know, like the whole, I feel like a lot of that's just so generational and even denominational. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I grew up in a church where hell was talked about, but it wasn't to the point where I felt like, if I don't make a decision to follow Christ, then I'm going to burn right this second. Like, you know, the devil's going to shoot up out of a portal, grab me and pull me down into this portal. And then it's like, Oh no. Um, (laughs) But even when I, and again, you know, a lot of times when I hear stuff, you know, I look at Jesus's model and, and what he taught. And I feel like a lot of times when judgment or even when Jesus would talk about hell I feel like a lot of times, and I mean, I could be wrong, and I'm sure John Mark would definitely say, well, your degree is not helping you, Scott, but, <laughs> I, but I know, <laughs> but it just seems like, um, it just seems like a lot of times when Jesus was preaching the kingdom of God, he never really got into the whole judgment hell thing. The times he did was when he was talking with either his closest disciples, or he was really talking, a lot of times he's talking with the Pharisees and the religious leaders who's kind of, you know, or kind of perpetuating that fear tactic to, you gotta, you gotta, you're, you're a sinner. And not even that, because they weren't even saying, oh, get bright with God. They're just saying, oh, you're doing this horrible stuff. So we're going to, based on our law, that means that we're going to throw stones at you. We're going to, excommunicate you we're going to exile you because you're doing these things and jesus is like yeah well you know let's talk about 
you know, in the, in the kingdom, you know, the, I tell you the truth, the, the sinners and the prostitutes and all these people are going to enter into the kingdom of God before the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And it's like very like, Ooh, like, like, ouch, like Jesus is, Jesus is slapping some people around over there in, in Judea. So, um, so yeah, I find that fascinating. So my, my kind of my next question is, you know, what have, have you guys experienced and you could, you could just do it by nod of head or anything like that, but have you guys experienced any type of blowback from, from the deconstruction from your stories or have you, or do you feel like people were asking you questions and what questions were you kind of getting from since then? Do you feel like you got any of that? You felt like, you know, I recorded my episode and I didn't hear a single thing about it or anything about this series. Um, Anybody? Yes. No. I see a big smile on Mandy's face. So maybe she did. (laughs) No, I, I'm just thinking I, I only got feedback from one person and it was someone who also did the podcast and they were just talking about how they were like encouraged. And that was really awesome for me to hear because I was super nervous. I am smiling because I feel like, and this could just be my own like insecurity, but I feel like there are people who are like, oh, poor Mandy, like, oh, she's, oh, you know, like mm. that kind of anything, like, like she's lost her way because I used to, like, I came straight out of working in a church and uh, I'm, I'm not there anymore. So that didn't, uh, didn't end up well. So I don't, I just, I feel like there's people who are feeling bad for me and that's fine. But uh yeah, nobody has directly said anything to me about this. I have gotten some pushback from other people on things that I've started posting online um, mm. that I used to go to church with, just my own opinions and my own beliefs. Um, people that are close to me, not close to me. And so that's been interesting. That wasn't like directly about the podcast, though, but that has been interesting to mm. navigate, but also very freeing because I am, you know, being honest and being myself and posting what I believe. And it's, yeah, that's been nice. Hmm. All right. Anybody else have any, any pushback or any questions since your episode or anything like that? I think that being on the podcast was an opportunity for me to be okay with my truth. And I think that everybody has their own truth. And so what works for someone is going to be, that's, you know, their thought process and that's what works for them. And so for me to say, okay, well, this, this works for me and, and that's my truth. And, you know, what, you know, and and it doesn't have to work for someone else and that's okay. And that's what's, I guess, kind of started me on this whole leave like leave my corporate world start a start my own journey mm. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know as, as much as you believe in any of the you know signs of say yeah I'm an Aquarius so I'm this person that's <laughs> you know, gonna be the rebel anyway so I'm leaving <laughs> yeah. <laughs> walk away and, and follow my own path so mm-hmm. um yeah, I think just the speaking of the truth of your truth and whatever that means to anyone, mm. it's just really important. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, and I, it's it's funny because I think one of the comments I got, and actually it was nice because the group I recorded with the other day, 
each of their stories always talked about how their whole deconstruction moment started when they went to Bible college. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting because the feedback I got, or at least the criticism I got is, well, should we be sending kids to Christian universities if they're teaching things that's causing them to lose their faith? And my response to them has been, well, if the church is actually teaching what the Bible says, then maybe people wouldn't be losing their faith. Or if the, like, like we talked about questions, you know, if the church is open for people to ask difficult questions, no matter how, I mean, no matter how ridiculous it may be, like, I mean, the most primary example that I always hear from like kids is, are there dinosaurs in the Bible or, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, you know, if, if there's a difference between having a conversation with a five-year-old about that and really talking to them and really kind of really doing that as opposed to saying, well, you shouldn't ask dumb questions like that, or, or just simply ignore them and go to whatever your lesson plan teaches and you just completely ignore them and their questions. It's like, well, if that's the culture and the attitude that you are setting where people aren't allowed to feel like that they can ask questions or people who may be struggling with something, whether struggling in a marriage or struggling with addiction, and they're a member of your church. And if you create a culture where it's like, well, the only people who can come to church are people who have everything all figured together. And yet I, again, going back, I mean, I'm sure the people who came to hear Jesus speak on the Sermon of the Mount were people who had it all together. I think it was people who were looking for something who felt like they weren't getting anything from the established church or the established temples, because all they were saying is, well, you're not allowed to worship here because you're impure or you're, or you're, un- or you're not good. So then Jesus is speaking on the mountains and the roads and in villages and people are drawing. And then of course the Pharisees are getting mad because, you know, I may get some blowback for this, but because, well, you're not coming to temple and you're not putting your your tithe into our temple pot. And it's like, yeah, but they're hearing the truth and they don't feel like that. And they actually treat it like a person who really needs help or people who want to be transformed by the teachings of Jesus Christ and the healing of Jesus Christ and not felt like, well, the only contribution that I make to the church is me coming on a Sunday morning and dropping some coins in the pot. And that's Mm -hmm. it because that's how I'm treated in this environment. Um, so my final question is where do you see yourselves out? Well, Lindsay, did you have something? I saw that finger go up. I was going to just jump back to go ahead, jump. <laughs> uh, the statement that you're talking about, you know, this, this, you know, a childlike heart and a childlike questioning of things. And I say, I think this because um, in some of my workshops that I've been doing, I invite people to think about their childhood and what was the most exciting experience and, you know, questions that you had as a kid that you kind of are quieted now as an adult, like, oh, it's, it's, it's silly to pick up a hula hoop and, and spin around, or, you know, why would you, you know, whatever, play with Play-Doh as an adult or, you know, something like that. So it's just like invite, inviting that in and, and asking questions and, and, and dreaming and thinking is, is something that, I think people lose touch with because, oh, society tells me that I'm not, I'm not supposed to do this or, you know, and so it's just like, oh, if we can go back to that childhood thinking or find our inner child a little bit and be okay with that 
and, and really applaud it, applaud those questions. I think that we could have a little bit more grace and a little bit more acceptance mm-hmm. and understanding really, because I think that when we're vulnerable, then we can, you know, somebody else is, is giving that opportunity to share their story too. And you could relate to somebody that you didn't know that you could relate to if you're not talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a valid point, Lindsay. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so to kind of wrap up my final question is where are you at now with your kind of your spiritual journey? Do you feel like you have landed somewhere? You feel like you have a, a found f- firm foundation somewhere, wherever that may be, or do you feel like you're still kind of shedding the skin or shedding off some of the weight that you have, or, or maybe you're just like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure where to land. I feel like I'm kind of being drawn over here or drawn over here. And I'm still kind of feel like I'm in this state of unknowing. Um, I'm just floating. Uh, so John Mark, I'll go ahead and start with you on this one. Yeah, I've, I've landed in a pretty firm spot. Um, in a, you know, a close relationship with, uh, with Jesus. And, um, I'm really secure in in um, in Him and in the Scriptures, and I would be totally lost, you know, without without the Bible. But um, it's been so long that I've been been in it, and um, uh, I feel pretty secure at this point. And it's it's good to have my family right there with me to come along because, you know, I've been kicked out of church, and you know, just. I've been treated really badly, you know, by the religion itself. And, but to be really secure in, um, in my relationship with him and in the word is that's, that's really everything to me. Hmm. um, But it's been a process that's been going on for a long, long time. Yeah. All right. Lindsay, what about you? (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Uh, You know, I, I, do have a relationship with God, but, and, you know, and again, it's, it's so personal, right? So mm-hmm. I enjoy praying, you know, when I want to pray, <laughs> you know, and I, I think my meditation is journaling and energy. And, you know, I say being out in nature is my meditation because I do think that, I mean, that's mother nature. Mother nature is, is, very spirit to me so Mm. that's a big part of my world a huge part of my world and and being there and and being present I mean just this past weekend I went on this hike and I sat down on this bench and I was journaling and there's this light shining and I always say that my grandparents are with me when I'm hiking but I took Mm -hmm. this picture and it's me in my journal and and this light is just on this bench right next to me and I was like Grandpa's sitting there writing with me. And it was just so amazing. And I had, I like, you know, I'm like walking away all just energized. <laughs> like my grandparents are hanging out. It's a great Sunday. I mean, this it's just mm. beautiful. Right. And so, mm. um, that to me is, is God, right. God showing mm. me that, that it's okay. You know, that, that life is good. And, and that, you know, you can find beauty in these, in these small things you know, that are all around if you just look. And so Mm. that's where I'm at with my spiritual path. Okay. All right. And Mandy. Uh, I feel like Lindsay and I would get along so well. Everything she's saying is like, yes, yes, yes. Well, just fly out to Arizona, Mandy. Come on over. (laughs) (laughs) You already moved. You already moved to Tennessee. Wait, you already moved to Tennessee, right? So now just (laughs) move farther west. I'm halfway Michael W. Smith, go west. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that, I think that where I was when we last spoke is pretty much where I still am. And that's just mm-hmm. kind of like being comfortable in the unknown. Um, I don't ever feel like I want to definitively say like yes or no to anything. Um, and I find a lot of freedom in that. I know that that may be like anxiety inducing for some people and I totally get that. But for, for me personally, I found so much freedom in just saying like, I really don't know. And being open to conversations of all, like with all kinds of people and just hearing what they have to say and, and living my life as I experience it. Like, I don't, I'd like to say that I believe that there's a higher power. Like there's somebody who's like, maybe looking out for us, maybe it's God, maybe it's like a mixture of what I thought God was mixed with like, like mother nature, the universe, like some great, big, beautiful, higher power. I don't know. And I don't, I don't know if anybody knows for certain. Um, and, and I'm just really okay with not knowing. Um, I've leaned a lot into my own intuition and into my own morals and my own beliefs and, um, things that, like I said, last time I believed for my whole life and I've just grown more comfortable in those. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking I'm just very comfortable sitting in the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. And, um, yeah. And I think, you know, again, when we think about our journeys in life, you know, I think so much of our journeys are shaped by the cultures we're in and, you know, and I mean, I think about my own personal journey, you know, now I'm still trying to find my next, you know, my next assignment or my next church that, you know, God would call me to minister. But at the same time, I'm okay, you know, with this new position I'm at, or I'm okay making bread and cookies at a bakery. And I'm okay with, you know, on a Sunday morning, going to church and doing a, a consultation or doing an assessment or helping other people, other churches or organizations try to change their culture because sometimes there's some churches that they're like, well, we don't know why, why aren't we growing? Why aren't we doing this? And when I come in and I'm able to say, and I'm able to witness what a Sunday morning feels like, or if sometimes if they are like, oh, we are having difficulty trying to hire a associate and it's like, okay, well, let's look at everything and let me see what questions you're asking. And I can even easily pinpoint and go, yeah, yeah, this, this is where, this is where you're losing your top candidates because of some of these questions you're asking, you know, some of these are very like not biblical or not scriptural questions. Some of them are very personal. And I understand within church, within church, you know, you have a pastor or staff person or a leader that comes in and you, you want them to come into this position and you want to have a relationship with them. But at the same time, you're kind of presenting it in a way where you're already judging them on not on their work or their ministry or their skills or their techniques, but you're basically judging them on, well, well, if this person, we have a lot of fishers who like to go fishing, but yet you like to play basketball. Well, we don't know if this would be a good, like, like weird stuff like that. Like, I mean, I could talk on all the weird things I've, (laughs) I've found in the last year at places I've been consulting, but you know, it's stuff like that where it's like, you know, it goes back to, you know, what do you believe? And, and even if you don't really know what you believe and you're still kind of in this state of unknowing, that's okay too, because if you're continuing to seek something, 
you know, if you're continuing to seek God with all your heart and eventually you're going to get to a place where you feel like, okay, I now know what I believe. I now know where my identity is rooted in. And here, here it is. And this is where I find my security is in this. Um, and I think that's kind of important even, and I think that's important in not only just with our faith, but even within our lives, like Lindsay, you went from a corporate job to doing that. I'm sure your identity was rooted in the corporate world. Now your identity is rooted in being kind of a free spirit entrepreneur and not having the security of, but at the same time, you also have the freedom. You don't have to worry about driving into an office nine to five or have to wear a power suit. You can wear whatever you want and do your work. And that's fine. John Mark, I mean, you, you have your own painting business, so you can make your own hours. And even if you're just like, Oh, Hey Scott, come over on Wednesday for Bible study. I'm going to like put, I'm going to put off my work so we can have Bible study and coffee together. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like that where it's like, you have some of that freedom. And I think sometimes having that freedom or especially like what I would like to call kind of eliminating the noise in our life and basically having that time of rest, having that time where you can sit on a bench and journal or have that time where you can dive into word or, or even just have that time where you can just sit in your car and just have music blasting and just kind of get lost in that. Like that's a way of rejuvenating and rest and really trying to get back into a certain rhythm where you could go, okay, what is it in my spiritual journey that I truly believe? And what are some new elements that I'm kind of shedding? And what are some new growth that's kind of coming um, in my life? And where's that going to take me? And where's the stuff that I'm going to let go? How far am I going to soar using like a hot air balloon motif there just now? Um, but yeah, so those are just kind of my final thoughts. Yes, Lindsay. I'm just going leaving the corporate career because I did, you know, I traveled all the time. I was male dominated or, you know, industry and this constant, um, you know, I had to set boundaries and, you know, answering a phone or responding to an email. And I'm even, I, was, I still feel that pull of just like constant, like, oh, I have to, I have to do this. I have to do this. I, you know, I have to, you know, turn in this quote or I have to get this thing done. And, and now I'm just like, oh, wow, I can just sit here and breathe for a minute. You know, but then a part of me is like, oh, well, now I have to go find my new business. And so, you know, I have to, I, I still got to get out there, but there is this, it's a different type of energy though. And so right now I'm, I'm networking with all these people that have different, you know, similar interests to me. And the energy is so different and so positive compared to where it was um, in, in my old world that, I just, I didn't have any idea what I was missing. I really just had no clue um, that I could, you know, I say take off those corporate handcuffs, but I was like, well, how am I going to survive with all these corporate handcuffs on, you know? And then, uh, and I take this stuff away and think, and, you know, and I say, God will provide and you have to believe that abundance is there, you know? And if you want to call it God, call it universe, call it spirit will provide whatever that means to you. Um, you know, I just have to, I say, trust, trust that whisper, trust whatever that is, because, you know, stepping out on that was just, it, it has been, you know, like I said, that farmer's market opened up and, you know, this option for, you know, talking to HR companies is opening up, um, you know, with, with 
writing as a, as a wellness opportunity is just so special. And I didn't even think about that before. And so I do say, you know, once you're willing to step into that and, and just trust things will happen for you and open up and you'll meet new people that have similar interests and, and opportunities. And I just think that that is incredible. And that is mm. all. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Well, guys, again, thank you so much for being back on the show. Thank you for kind of sharing kind of where you're at in your journeys now. I greatly appreciate it. And, you know, and I definitely look forward to at least some point down this year or maybe next year, just not necessarily checking in on this, but even just talking about other stuff on my show. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank Thank you. you. You're welcome. And again, to my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you uh, listening and enjoying the content that I'm putting out. If you would like to support the Scott Simmons podcast, you can at Kofi co-fi.com slash Scott Simmons podcast. There's a different incentives and stuff that just basically helps grow the podcast and hopefully be able to get more interviews and be able to pay for great stuff like this of having more than just me and a co-host or another guest talking we can have multiple people talking and have great conversations so guys thank you so much for listening i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and i'll be back on with the next episode uh take care